Hello, Prophetess Karina here with a message from the Lord. This is a message out of Zechariah. The um, this is a message out of Zechariah. The uh, let's see, it's the fourth chapter, verse. Let's see where we're gonna start from. We're gonna read the whole thing, verse one through fourteen. And please excuse my phone making some noise uh, over here. Then the angel. Then the angel. Okay, this is called the gold lampstand and the two olive trees, according to the uh, New International Version. Okay, but uh, what my understanding is, this is called, uh, despite, despite the, uh, the assaults, the Lord is faithful. Despite the assaults, the Lord is faithful. Then the angel who talked with me returned and wakened me as a man is wakened from his sleep. He asked me, what do you see? I, I answered, I see a solid gold lampstand with a bowl at the top and seven lights on it with seven channels to the lights. Also, there are two olive trees by it, one on the, on the right of the bowl and the other on the left. I asked the angel who talked with me, what are these, my Lord? He answered, do you not know what these are? No, my Lord, I replied. So he said to me, this is the, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, says the Lord Almighty. What are you, Almighty Mountain, before Zerubbabel? You will become level ground. What are you, almighty mountain? Before Zerubbabel, you will become level ground. Then he will bring out the capstone to shouts of God bless it. God bless it. Then the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of his temple. His hands will also complete it. Then you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. Who despises the day of small things? Men will rejoice when they see the plume line, the plumb line, I'm sorry, in the hand of Zerubbabel. These seven are the eyes of the Lord which range throughout the earth. Let me repeat that. These seven are the eyes of the Lord, which range throughout the earth. Then I asked the angel, what, what are these two olive trees on the right and on the left? On the right and the left of the lampstand. Again, I asked, what are these two olive branches beside the two gold pipes? that pour out golden oil. He replied, do you not know what these are? No, my Lord, I said. So he said, these are the two 
who are anointed to serve the Lord of all the earth. So he said, these are the two who are anointed to serve the Lord of all the earth. Until next time, this is Prophetess Karina B. Davis signing off. Continued blessings. And I hope you all are doing well out there. Despite whatever you're going through, understand that the Lord is still faithful. Bye-bye for now. Hello, Prophetess Karina here with a message from the Lord. This is a message out of Zechariah. The... Um, this is a message out of Zechariah, the, uh, let's see, it's the fourth chapter, verse, uh, let's see we're going to read the whole thing, verse 1 through 14, and please excuse my phone making some noise uh, over here. Then the angel, then the angel, okay, this is called the gold lampstand and the two olive trees according to the uh, New International Version. Okay, but uh, what my understanding is this is called uh, despite despite the uh, the assaults the Lord is faithful. Despite the assaults the Lord is faithful. Then the angel who talked with me returned and wakened me as a man is wakened from his sleep, he asked me, what do you see? I, I answered, I see a solid gold lampstand with a bowl at the top and seven lights on it, with seven channels to the lights. Also, there are two olive trees by it, one on the, on the right of the bowl and the other on the left. I asked the angel who talked with me, what are these, my Lord? He answered, do you not know what these are? No, my Lord, I replied. So he said to me, this is the, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, says the Lord Almighty. What are you, almighty mountain, before Zerubbabel? You will become level ground. What are you, almighty mountain, before Zerubbabel? You will become level ground. Then he will bring out the capstone to shouts of God bless it, God bless it. Then the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of his temple. His hands will also complete it. Then you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. Who despises the day of small things? Men will rejoice when they see the plume line, the plumb line, I'm sorry, in the hand of Zerubbabel. These seven are the eyes of the Lord, which range throughout the earth. 
Let me repeat that. These seven are the eyes of the Lord, which range throughout the earth. Then I asked the angel, what, what are these two olive trees on the right and on the left? On the right and the left of the lampstand. Again, I asked, what are these two olive branches beside the two gold pipes that pour out golden oil? He replied, do you not know what these are? No, my Lord, I said. So he said, these are the two who are anointed to serve the Lord of all the earth. So he said, these are the two who are anointed to serve the Lord of all the earth. Until next time, this is Prophetess Karina B. Davis signing off. Continued blessings. And I hope you all are doing well out there. Despite whatever you're going through, understand that the Lord is still faithful. Bye-bye for now. Hello, Prophetess Karina here with a message for you out of. Why does that want to do that when I start recording? Out of Philippians uh, chapter 4, verse 1 through 23. And I'll go ahead and read. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, Stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious for anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. There aren't very many blessings that come through strife and division. Instead, the blessing is found in the place of peace and when we're all parties involved are at peace with one another in unity. You have a place of unity. So preserve with a patient spirit your gentle hearts 
your charitable spirits. And don't forget to listen to the nudging of the Holy Spirit. Until next time, continued blessings. This is Prophetess Karina B. Davis signing off. Hello, good afternoon or good morning. This is Prophetess Karina Davis with a message on today from 2 Chronicles verses 20 through, uh, I mean, it's chapter 20 through 20, I'm sorry, 20 through 26, pardon me. Again, that is 2 Chronicles chapter 20 verses 20 through 26. And the name of this message is Israelites Supernatural Victory. Israel's Supernatural Victory. And I will start reading now. Okay, so, uh, before I start reading, I, want, I just want to give you some foundation. Let me just say that first and foremost. So that we understand who Jehoshaphat was. Now Jehoshaphat, and you find this in verse 19 if you want to follow along with me. Uh, uh, in Second Chronicles verse 19. Now Jehoshaphat was king of Judah. And uh, he was given a warning by a seer by the name of who is also a prophet. That's what they used to call that's what they used to call prophets and they still call them that to this day in some places. So Jehu the seer, the son of Hanani I mean sorry, Hanani, I think that is correct, went out to meet him and said to the king, Should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord and so they warned him they said if you continue to go this way the wrath of the Lord is going to come upon you there is however some good in you for you so anyways they they were in other words they were saying well you've done some good things and so we know that there is good in you and uh, we caution you to to uh, turn a deaf ear to what we're warning you against at this at this point in time. And so, needless to say, thank goodness that Jehoshaphat was uh, a man who had the fear of God in him. He listened. Okay, so we go on to read then because there were there were uh, there was an exchange that took place. And it was a territorial exchange. It was because, okay, the offense came in the first place because Egypt overstepped some boundary lines. They, they, they took something from Israel that they weren't supposed to take. 
And so the Lord then turned on them because Egypt was very, 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 very wealthy. But the Lord turned on them in the first place because they overstepped a boundary line, a territorial boundary line. And uh, they came out against uh, Israel. And so uh, that was the offense in the first place. That's the reason for this particular battle. Okay, and so let's go ahead and with that foundation being given, let's go ahead and read forward. Okay, so early in the morning, this is verse 20, uh, chapter 20, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 20 through 26. And early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen to me, Judah and, and uh, people of Jerusalem, have faith in the Lord, your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing and to, to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness. As they went out at the head of the army saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Seir, who were invading Judah. And they were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Seir, to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder. And they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value, more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. And on the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Barak, a Baraka pardon me, where they praise the Lord. This is why it is called the Valley of Baraka to this day. And the Valley of Baraka, if you look that up, it has a meaning. Go ahead and investigate that and see what it says to you. And that is the conclusion of my message for today. This is Israel's supernatural victory. And this is Prophetess Karina signing off. Until next time, continued blessings. Hello, good morning. Prophetess Karina here with a word for you from 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20 through 26. And I'll read. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tikhon. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, 
Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in the prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness. As they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. And that's chapter 20, that when I went to 21. And so then as they began to sing and praise the Lord, to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah. And they were defeated. The men of Ammon and Moab rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy the uh, and to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder. And they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. On the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Baraka, Baraka, where they praised the Lord. This is why it is called the valley of Baraka to this day. This is Prophetess Karina signing off. Until next time, complete uh, continued blessings. Hello, good morning again. This is Prophetess Karina Davis with the word for, uh, for you from the book of Luke, chapter 5, verse 1 through 8. The Lord's provision. The Lord's provision. One day, As Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, with the people crowding around him and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, 
Master, we've worked, all, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let the nets, I will let down the nets. I mean, let me repeat that. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. Because obedience is important. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and, excuse me, and filled both boats. So full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' feet, Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything and followed him. They discovered something that day, not just supernatural provision, but that there was power in the words of this particular prophet. And so they decided to follow him because they knew provision would follow him also. This is Prophetess Karina Davis signing off. I hope you're enjoying yourself. I apologize for the, uh, for the, uh, Delay, but there was a, a tough battle that had to be come through, and I've, I'm a part of this battle as well. I hope you all are doing well. Until next time, continued blessings. Hello, good afternoon, Prophetess Karina here with the word for you for for you on today to encourage our faith because I know it's discouraging out here. I know that uh, uh, some of you are feeling the haunts and taunts of the enemy because when the battle is just about to shift and pivot, uh, it that's when it gets worse. And, and that's when the, when the enemy's pride is at its height. When you want to rip the throat off a, a, a person that looks like a demon, that's when it is time to go into some spiritual warfare. So today I have some spiritual warfare for you out of Psalms 85. <clears throat> Psalms 85. And I will read this. Okay. And I will read. You showed favor to your land. O Lord, you restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people and covered all their sins. Selah. You set aside all your wrath and turned from your fierce anger. Restore us again, O God, our Savior, and put away your displeasure toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger through all generations? Will you not revive us that our people may rejoice in you? 
Show us your unfailing love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. I will listen to what God the Lord will say. He promises peace to his people, his saints. But let them not return to folly. Surely his salvation is near those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in our land. Love and faithfulness meet together. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs forth, springs forth from the earth, and righteousness looks down from heaven. The Lord will indeed give what is good, and our land will yield its harvest. Righteousness goes before him and prepares the way for his steps. This is Prophetess Karina signing off. I hope this encourages you to uh, delve into the word. Grab you some scripture that'll yank the face off of demons that, that are operating behind people who think that it's their own idea. Ideas. Because they are just led around by the wind and are blown into ignorant places and decide that they enjoy it. So let's go ahead and get comfortable in the word. I'm going to give you another one. I would, I would, I would definitely uh, lay down on Psalms 91, which means lay down and ponder it and, and continue to, to regurgitate it. In other words, meditate on that. Uh, on that verse, he who dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest because we are called to a season of rest. We are being called to a season of rest, to rest by faith in him. No matter what we're seeing go on all around us, we still have to rest. We st we can't go a whole five months without sleep. We have to rest. And so uh, not just sleep, but also resting in him meditating in his word, trusting him, standing on the word is what is what the Lord means when he says to rest in him, stand on his word in faith and understand that no matter how bad it looks, no matter, no matter how much the uh, territory the enemy has gained against you, you are, are still cradled in the arms of the most high God. And so rest in his ability, not your own. That's what resting is. <laughs> And I know you want to snatch the snag of tooth laughing uh, uh, throats off of pe wicked people who who uh, who are, you know, with their serrated edged lips who are uh, coming out against your family, coming out against your children, coming out against this, attacking that, messing up this, uh, you know, making that smelly and raggedy, you know, so. I get it because I'm in this battle right with you. And these are smelly, ratty, smig, smelly, raggedy demons and with serrated edge teeth and lips and slit eyes that don't care about God. They don't have any fear of God in them. If they did, they would have turned back long ago. I don't know what you think about this, but I'm going to tell you what I think about it. I'm going to rest. I'm going to rest in the Lord, and I pray that you are able to rest also, uh, and, and then fight when it's time to fight. Okay, so let me finish. So he says, uh, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust.
Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that walk, that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side. So they may be falling. You may see them dumping bodies in the trash can because they don't have no kind of, uh, no, what's the word for it? I forget the word. It's so, it's so disgusting. No respect for human life. No respect for little children's lives, for grown-ups' lives, for old, for the elderly's lives. These elderly people so scared, they picking themselves up on young folks' uh, uh, strength, uh, saying, "Oh shoot, I can't, I can't afford to be on the cane. I better step lightly like the rest of them and 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 get this old off me and put on some youth because it's that ridiculous out here." They don't have time to be old because they have forgotten how to rest. So the bottom line is we're going to keep going. We're going to keep moving forward and we're going to keep praying and we're going to keep meditating in the word and resting in him and by faith declaring the end of the thing before, uh, you know, the end of this thing through prayer and through declarations of faith. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you, but it will not come near you, Karen, but it will not come near you, Kia, but it will not come near you, Joshua, but it will not come near you, uh, um, but it will not come near you, uh, Keanu, it will not come near you, Justice, it will not come near you. It will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. You know, just putting some names out there that, you know, <laughs> might be your name. You know, it could be your name. You might need this kind of protection. Pick it up. If you make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread upon the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent because he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name he will call upon me and I will answer him I will be with him in trouble I will deliver him and honor him with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation so find you a scripture a good scripture that a yank do the yanking for you. And I dare you to sit back, watch, and rest. This is Prophetess Karina signing off. Until next time, continued blessings. Hello, good afternoon. This is Prophetess Karina. What a word for you, Prophet Prophetess Karina B. Davis. What the word for you from Second uh, Chronicles, chapter 20. And it is dealing with Jehoshaphat uh, when he was 
it says, and the title of this is Jehoshaphat defeats Moab and Am Ammon. And I will begin reading from chapter 1 through 18. After this, the Moabites and Ammonites, with some of the Munites, came to make war on Jehoshaphat. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the sea. It is already in Hazazon, Tamar, that is, in Gedi. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people, the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in the front of the new courtyard and said, O God, I mean, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. Our God, I mean, oh, our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people, Israel, and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built in, in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, if calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name. And will cry out to you in our distress and you will hear us and save us. But now, here are men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance. Let me read that again. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? 
for we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. All the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones stood there before the Lord. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeiel, the son of Mataniah, a Levite and descendant of Asaph. As he stood in the assembly, he said, listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz. And you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeru, Jeru, okay, I'm, I'm messing up on this one, but Jeruel, excuse me, verse 17, you will not have to fight this battle. Take up your possessions, your positions, I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, take up your positions and stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worshiped before the Lord. This is Prophetess Karina B. Davis signing off. Until next time, continued blessings. Oh, and I want to I want to end with the name of this this uh, particular message is called the Lord's rebuke. Hello, this is Prophetess Karina V. Davis with the word for you today out of Joshua chapter twenty three verse 1 through 9. Joshua chapter 23, verse 1 through, through 9. And the name of this message is, The Lord your God has driven them out of your way. And I will read. After a long time had passed, and the Lord had given Israel rest from all their enemies around them. Joshua, by then old and well advanced in years, summoned all Israel. Their elders, leaders, judges, and officials. And said to them, I am old and well advanced in years. You yourselves have seen everything the Lord your God has done 
to all these nations for your sake. It is it was the Lord your God who fought for you. Remember how I have allotted as an inheritance for your tribes all the land of the nations that remain. The nations I conquered between the Jordan and the great sea in the west. Excuse me. The Lord your God himself will drive them out of your way. He will push them out before you. And you will take possession of their land as the Lord your God promised you. Be very strong. Be careful to obey all that is written in the book of the law of Moses without turning aside to the right or to the left. Do not associate with these nations that remain among you. Do not invoke the names of their gods or swear by them. You must not serve them or bow down to them. But you are to hold fast to the Lord your God as you have until now. The Lord has driven out before you great and powerful nations. To this day, no one has been able to withstand you. One of you routs a thousand because the Lord your God fights for you, just as he promised. So be very careful to love the Lord your God. Amen. This is a word that stood out to me because it is it is relevant to where uh, it is relevant to what's going on in my life today and i pray that if it, if something if any if any of you all have lost loved ones and if any of you all have have uh, had your income taken from you or stolen from you and uh, if you're going through hard and perilous times i want to provide you with some hope on today and to hopefully i can carry you with this word through that darkness into a brand new day. That's my charge. I want to carry you out of this darkness into a brand new day. This is Prophetess Karina B. Davis signing off. Until next time, continued blessings. Hello. How's it going, everybody? I hope everybody enjoyed their holiday weekend. All right, this is Prophetess Karina with a word from you today out of John chapter 21, verse 1 through 8. And the, the name of this message is entitled, Take a Leap of Faith. So, in other words, when you've gotten your, mess, your, your uh, instructions from the Lord, don't be afraid to take a leap of faith. Ready? I'm going to go ahead and read. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. It happened this way. Simon Peter, 
Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. Okay, so I want to give you some some uh, depth, if you will, on uh, some information on the Sea of Tiberias. The Sea of Tiberias is not as deep in some places as it is in other places, although the whole sea is very deep. When we go swimming, we'd like to jump off the diving board into deep water, not the shallow end of the pool, if you will, allow me to uh, call it that. So we are treading shallow water when we aren't exercising our, our spiritual rights in the kingdom of heaven because we aren't strengthening our understanding of spiritual things. We aren't strengthening our, our understanding on the spiritual things of God. Rather, the Lord doesn't want us to be spiritually ignorant because it's dangerous for us to be spiritually ignorant since we aren't equipped to ward off satanic attacks from the enemy's camp when we are spiritually ignorant. In other words, it's going to take some 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 spiritual warfare to get from one particular place to another place. I said this in order to say that there is an upper level in Christ and there is a lower level in the Lord that teaches us the basics which are foundational truths and I didn't mean to say it like that I meant to say there is an upper level in Christ which is the uh, the water treading the water treading level and there is a lower level in, in the Lord that teaches us the basics, which are the foundational truths uh, of, you know, the foundational truths that the Lord uh, intends for us to build on, if you will. He intends for us to learn those foundational truths, learn our rights in the Lord, learn our rights in Christ and in the kingdom of God. Understand spiritual rights versus... uh, the rights of, of, you know, basic rights, like your, like uh, your, the constitution, if you will, or the your basic human rights, because they do correlate, make no mistake about that. They do correlate. All right, moving on, moving right along. But the deepest level of the sea of Tiberias is uninhabitable. You can't even swim in it. And life is scarce down there, except for the supernatural creatures who are meant to dwell there. Otherwise, life as we know it wouldn't be able to live in that area of the sea. Why? Because the Sea of Galilee was also called the Dead Sea. The end of the line. Where regular life is able to live. Where regular regular life is not able to live. 
In the same way, the Sea of Galilee has three levels of depth. The level of the Father and of the Son, because we got to go through the through the Father to get to the Son. But I'm sorry, through the Son to get to the Father. Okay, but when we when we grab a hold of the the Holy Spirit, we go through the Father to get to the Son. No, we go through the Son to get to the Father still. But we do pray like this. We pray, Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus. That's what I mean when I say when we go into the the holies of holies. When we're going when we're going into the prayerful prayerful realm, we go through the Father. We, we have to use access of the Father's name to get to the, through to the power that comes through His Son. From Him, through His Son. If that makes sense. In the same way, the Sea of Galilee has three levels of depth within its pool of influence. There is a shallow portion where the treaders live. Secondly, there's a middle ground, and uh, that's where lukewarmers dwell. Okay, you know, you're right between the water is not that hot. It's not that cold. It's just right. You're in that comfort zone. Okay, nothing against those people. All the treaders, the water treaders, they might be young and youthful and beginners. The middle grounders, they may be still learning and, you know, just kind of in that little comfortable place, in that comfortable niche, if you will. We've all been there. It's okay. But now, with life changing as quickly as it is, we're going to have to do something a little bit different. So the third level, but most important level, are those who are all inners. Those who've crossed over into the great unknown despite their fear. They've been pushed, if you will. They've been pushed into the great unknown. And they and they are they are all in. They're saying, This is my rite of passage. There is no turning back now. There is no turning back now. This is, and I say boldly, the boiling point of spirituality. It's deep, it's dark. And you can't see your hand in front of your face. The water is hot. Hot enough to take flesh off the bone. The boiling point. Because we are going to have to rely on a different set of senses. This is the point of death. We die in this place. We die to self. We die to our own agendas. We die to our own imaginations. We die to pride. We die in this place. It's a hurtful place to trans to be transferred sometimes out of out of the comfort zone into a, into the great unknown. It can be a devastating place. It can even be, and and we haven't heard it said like this. It can even be a traumatic place. Maybe we have heard it said like this, but I dare to say it's a traumatic place. As we cross over from the comfort zone into the great unknown. 
the next dimension of the boiling point. And in this, and in this, and then in this area, in this dimension, we cannot rely on what we can see. We cannot rely on what we can smell. You can't always discern everything when you've been traumatized. If somebody hits you upside the head and, and, and surprises you, you're not going to be able to discern with your nose necessarily who just hit me. You're going to be focused on your head is bleeding and 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 you're and it's throbbing and it hurts and I can't think right now. You're dazed. So right at that point, you're not relying on sight. You're not relying on smell. You're not relying on touch necessarily either. Because they may have taken, they may have run off. But instead, the holy. Let's go, let's keep it moving forward. But instead, the Holy Spirit, that comforter that comes to you in deep, dark places and picks you up out, out of that deep, dark, disparaging place, will pick you up to say to you, I'm going to give you a brand new start. He's going to say to you, it's time to tag team me. You don't have, you can't do it. From, you can't do this by yourself. You don't have what it takes right now, but I have what it takes. If you tag team me, he's going to give you the choice. If you tag team me, baby, we're going to make it. If you tag, t- tag team me, it's going to be okay. You're going to be all right. This is where I take over now. But, and much like the sons, the three sons of power, Sham, Ham, and Japheth, we're going to need to break through dark places into the power source of light. The holies of holies. The glory realm. That realm where we lose all control of our own spiritual We lose control of ourselves. We let go and we let God. We relinquish control. That's what I meant, meant, how, how I meant to put that. We give up the ghost and give it to the Lord. We say, in essence, Lord, I can't do it. Take me over. Possess me for your glory. I can't do it. If you don't do it, it can't be done. I don't have it in my strength. I don't have it in my power. I don't have a man to help me with this. I don't have this. I don't have that. And he's and he's there with his arms outstretched still. Saying, I got this. I've got this. So how do we get there? Through prayer faith and declarative praise we're going to have to pray our way into this this leaping place this faithful place this this place of praise this glory glorious realm this glorious realm this place we've never seen before 
but it leads us out of the darkness into the glorious light of his, his, his kindness, his love, and his provision. But most importantly, for those of us who have been traumatized beyond what we understand normal, his peace that surpasses understanding. We were calling it heavenly Thorazine because it's that effective. It just doesn't even make sense to have that kind of peace when things are, are, when we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. It doesn't make sense to have that kind of peace when you walk out your door and you smell the stench of death in the air. (laughs) It doesn't make sense to have this kind of peace in a place where it's crazy. (laughs) When when people are losing their minds and driving their whole families into rivers. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. Now two disciples were together. Simon, well, okay, let me let me just say it like this. Simon Peter told them, I'm going out to fish. And they said, we'll go with you. And I just want to, I just want to quickly reiterate, don't be afraid of the unity of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a drawing spirit and he'll unify you with the right helpers, the right people to get you to finish, finish what you couldn't finish on your own. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. Don't let the discouragement fool you. The Lord is there. It feels dry. It feels dead. Remember, we, 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 just, we just took a flying leap. We took a flying leap into the Dead Sea, into the great unknown. We didn't know where we were going. We didn't know how we were going to, if we could sink, if we were going to sink or swim. But we were caught by the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. The Comforter is going to catch us as we take a leap in this season. As we take a leap in this season, you're going to be caught. You're You're going to fall into a soft and comfortable place. And then you're going to be moved gently where you were tossed to and fro with tempestuous rebuke at first. You're going to be led into a peaceful place. Don't be afraid to let the Lord take you all, take, take over. And don't be, and don't let the discouragement fool you. The Holy Spirit will draw in all of the help that you need. You're going to have help every step of the way. They're going to be helpers every step of the way. People are going to be uh, 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 running help into your hands, secret help into your hands. They're going to be blessing you in secret places. They're going, they're going to bless you in secret places. And and I continue to read. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. 
called out to them. Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the, on the right side of the boat and you will find some. The Lord will provide. This is my side note. The Lord will provide a strategy on how to prosper if we'll only listen. So when they did, they were, un, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. So at his instruction, they caught a large, pardon me, a large number of fish. So much so that they had to call in for, they had to get some, some, um, the other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish. They had to call in some helpers to help them take in the, the, the boat full of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, is it the Lord? No, said to Peter, it is the Lord. They were confused about it at first, much like I was just now. <laughs> Seemingly. But when they took, when they, when they saw what happened, when they saw the miracle take place, they knew that they knew that they knew it is the Lord. Who's going to help us through this? During these trying times, during this, these times of uncertainty, uncertainty during these times of uh, violence and in some places and people losing their 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 mess in other places who's going to carry us through this the lord the comforter the holy spirit if we will dare to allow him to 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 take entryway yet again because we've been trying to push him out of the scenario. And my goodness, I'm here to tell you, there is no scenario without him that will work. Without the Holy Spirit, it's not, it's not going to be doable. But with him, all things are possible. So don't be afraid to follow faith's instructions that come from the Lord and dive right into the great unknown. I dare you to take a leap of faith. Take a leap. What is that leap? What what kind of a leap? A leap of faith. After you've gotten your instructions from the Holy Spirit, don't be afraid. Trust Him. Like you trust in the wings of an airplane. Or the oars on a great ship. Trust him. He's going to take you to comforting places. To a safe place. A place where you can reside. You you might not even think that that place exists. I'm here to tell you that it does. place where you don't even feel the haunts and the taunts of the enemy uh, uh, pulling and, 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 and tugging against you. 
you don't feel the pain of a hurtful, spiritual, or natural fight. The place that's above the noise, the glory realm. You don't have to be dead to get to the glory realm. You'll still be in the, in the sights and in the place where the living dwell. But it's a glorious realm indeed. Please excuse me. I dare you yet again to take a leap. And so let's read number eight, just so you know that Simon was not afraid to take a leap. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord. He wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about about a thousand, I mean about a hundred yards. Did Peter take a leap? Yes, he did. And because the Lord was already there to meet him, he didn't have to jump into into the deepest depths of the water. But because some of us have to have to go and seek ye first the kingdom of God and his way of doing things, we're going to have to not be afraid to, to, to take, a, take some steps toward him. If you take three, he'll take five or 10 or 20. If you take one step toward Christ, he'll take 10 steps toward you. Just wants us to make a decision, to listen to instruction, to choose life over death. I declare to you today to take a leap, choose life and not death. It's easy, it's not hard. Just free fall into his arms and trust him. This is Prophetess Karina Davis signing off. And I prophesy to you that the glory realm is a level of prosperity, the likes of which you've never seen before. The glory realm is going to teach you how to multiply. The glory realm is going to show you how to walk out of poverty into a place, of, into Eden. You're going to make a transition. We're going to be able, in this season, we're going to be able to make a transition, to make transitions in our lives that we've never thought possible. We're going to be able to do some things that we've never imagined necessary for us to do, number one, and then possible, number two. But we're not going to be moving in our own power, in our power alone. We're going to be moving in the, in, 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 in the realm of faith. And faith is, is water. It's, it's like water. It's currency. And you're going to ride that wave on into the glory realm. 
This is Prophetess Karina B. Davis signing off. I hope that you will have a wonderful rest of your week. Until next time, continued blessings. Hello, good morning. This is Providence Karina here with the Praise Break. I just get songs that are downloaded into my spirit sometimes, and I just have to have to let them out and have to share them. And so today, I want to share this song with you. It's, it's uh, Lord. I just I just made it up off the top of my head. It's gonna it's not gonna be anything spectacular, anything great, but it is it is a it is my heart song to the Lord on today. And sometimes you just get a praise break in your spirit. And you want to share that, that, uh, uh, that faith declarative word in song. And so I want to share this song with you all. And, uh, hopefully you'll sing along with me, learn the words and sing along with me and just understand that the Lord is hearing our hearts today. He's hearing our prayers. He's hearing our cries. And so I want, I wanted to share this song with you on today. Lord, hear my praise, Lord, hear my praise, Lord, I magnify you, Lord, I magnify you, Lord, hear my plea on Today, we need you, Lord, to make a way. Hear my praise today, oh Lord. Hear my praise today, oh Lord. Father, I need. A helping hand today. I know that you hear me when I pray. So, Lord, I'm calling out to you. Father in heaven. I cry out to you, Father in heaven, hear my plea, I need a helping hand, yeah, I need you to make a way, hear my prayer. provide will provide from me for your word does not say in vain that I wish above all things 
that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as I so prospereth. That your word does not say in vain that I will bless the work of your hands and cause all of the endeavors of your heart to prosper. That your word does not say in vain that uh, it is God who gives us the power to get wealth. Heavenly Father, I am drawing it in to me right now through praise. I am reeling it in right now through praise. I give you the praise, the glory, and the honor, O Lord, in song and in word and in deed, O Lord. For I will sing, I will declare, and then I will do the work that it takes, the foot movements that it takes to, to create space for myself, Heavenly Father. I pray, Heavenly Father, that all things, I thank you that your word says that all things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that I am not just uh, wanting for myself, but I want to expand. I want to be a blessing to others. I want to help the hurting. I want to help uh, the, the, the hungry. And I don't want to always be looking for a handout. I want to be the one giving the handout in the name of Jesus. And I give you the praise, the glory, and the honor, for I know that you're taking me from glory to glory to glory, from the background to the forefront, from poverty to, to uh, increase. And, and, and even when I increase, don't let my heart grow prideful, Heavenly Father, but let, help me to understand your plan for my life and then lead me even by accident. <laughs> help me to stumble into the right places, stumble into the right breaks, stumble into the right way of doing, thinking, and moving, oh Lord, according to your will and according to your purpose for my life. For the help of man is useless if we are not being guided by you, Heavenly Father, guide me, lead me, instruct me, and I will do what you have called for me to do. I decree and declare it and call it done in Jesus' powerful name. I pray this. Amen. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, for allowing me to share my, my declarative praise with others on today. Until next time, this is Prophetess Karina B. Davis signing off. And I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off. As I sing, thank you, Lord, that you have heard. Thank you, Lord, that you have heard. Thank you, Lord, that you have heard my praise. Oh, I thank you, Lord, that you have heard. Thank you, Lord, that you have heard. Thank you, Lord, that you have heard my praise. Thank you, Lord, that you have heard. Thank you, Lord, that you have heard. Thank you, Lord, that you have heard our plea. Thank you, Lord, that you have heard. Thank you, Lord, that you are answering our prayer. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you have heard my praise. Thank you, Lord, that you have heard my praise. Thank you, Lord, that you have heard and answered my prayer. And this is Prophetess Karina B. Davis signing off.
Until next time. Don't be, don't be afraid to fly. And don't forget to take that leap of faith. Hello, Prophetess Karina here with a word for you from the book of Luke, chapter 7, verse 1 through 10. Again, it's Luke, chapter 7, verses 1 through 10. And this is Prophetess Karina with this word on today. When Jesus had finished saying all this in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. Capernaum. There a centurion's servant, whom his master valued highly, was sick and about to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent some elders of the Jews to him asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him. This man deserves to have you do this. This man deserves to have you do this because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Then the men, then the men who had been sent returned to the house and found the servant well. So Jesus went with them. He went with them. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I did not even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell you this one, go, I tell, I'm sorry, I tell this one, go, and he goes. And that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. Okay, so this is speaking to... This is speaking about faith. His servant was deathly ill to the point of, uh, you know, he was at the point of death. And he needed a miracle. And the centurion that came to Jesus understood that he had authority, dunamis power, authority in his mouth. And at his word, his servant would be healed. And so he displayed that verbally. He believed, therefore, he spoke to Jesus saying, I know, I don't, I, I'm not guessing about, I'm not, I don't, I'm not guessing. 
I don't just think this. I know that you can heal my servant. You are a man of authority. What you say goes. When you speak a word, I can drop, I can, I can take that check to the bank and cash it. There's no second guessing it and there's, there will be no requiting it or refuting it. So needless to say, the, the, the centurion servant was healed. Now going further, I wanted, I wanted to also delve into, into Luke chapter six. This is a little uh, precursor to the message that I'm sharing with you on today. Luke chapter six says uh, six verse 43 is a, is a reference scripture here. And I just wanted to highlight that no good tree bears bad fruit. Nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. So an evil man might have faith for evil things. And a good man will have faith for good things. But we all have been given a measure of faith. Whether or not we use that measure is up to us. People do not pick, I'm sorry, people do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. Out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. With that said, we have a choice in life. We can choose to uh, bring good things to pass with our mouths and with our, with our ideas. Or we can choose to bring bad things to pass with our mouths and with our ideas and with the, uh, the strength that we have within us. Each one of us has a measure of faith. And faith is strength. So I wanted to leave you with this message on today because I want you to study, study these two scriptures. I want us to throw us, throw, throw aside our, our idolatrous ways and to pick up some respect, some reverence, some, uh, some dignity. Because it's dignified to treat 
one another with respect. And not everybody has been, uh, has been raised the same way. We don't have the same ideas. But we do have a heart. And at the core of things, this is a heart. This is a condition of the heart. Some people's hearts are hardened because of offenses and wrongdoings and 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 the uh, continual burn of of hatred that they've gone through. And some people have a different perspective, and they dis they decide that uh, yeah, life has its evil walk. I mean, evil that walks through it. But there's also good in, in this life. And I can decide to drink from the, the fountain of continual evil. Or I can decide to drink from the fountain of good versus evil. I don't have to let my whole persona be full of wickedness. I can, have, I can also have some good and evil in me and be balanced. So this is just a message to get you to thinking about faith, how it works. How did the, how did the centurion get his I present this question to you. How did the centurion get his his uh miracle? He told Jesus, "I know who you are." That's basically all he said to him. I mean, that's what he said to him. "I know who you are and I know what you can do." So I'm presenting to you a question. Will you do it? And so, in short, the man was healed. In the same way, we're going to have to operate in faith, operate in faith uh, during these trying times. World without end. We're going to have to understand that faith is the new currency. That faith is a new walk. That faith is the new way that we're going to be able to move, do, think, and accomplish in this life. We're not going to, it, it, it is, it, this is not that. No longer will we be, will it be business as usual. No longer will we be able to, to, to talk a fictitious talk and walk a fictitious walk. You either, you either have it or you don't. You're either going to walk by faith or you won't. You're either going to be able to have this faith buoyancy or you're going to sink and you're going to sink like you're in quicksand. This is that. Make no mistake about it. We're tired of the same old, same old. The church has got to clean up its act. People have got to clean up their act. No longer will we be able to do what we've always done because we are seeing a day that we have never seen before. So we are going to operate in a way that we have never been able to operate before. So change your mind or leave it the same. The choice has always been yours. But if we don't walk by faith, we are cutting off our own umbilical cord.
I don't know how we're going to feed ourselves. I don't know how we're going to how, how we're going to grasp a hold of life as usual if we're not able to elevate into a new way of thinking, doing, and presenting. This is Prophetess Karina. I'm signing off. Until next time, continued blessing.